everyone, uh, it's Suzanne. Today, I just want to let you know about session four, which is uh, learn and write your patient story and context, and also introduction to the patient panel. So for this session, hopefully your students will continue developing their history gathering skills, and they'll start to write and write in your clinic. So they'll start documenting. And it's, it's, it's pretty low stress, low key. They'll just uh, practice documenting the chief concern and the HPI. Um, your students have a test next week on Friday. It's the second exam of medical school. Um, I just wanna reiterate that students are expected to attend your session. So if they're asking you to reschedule because they wanna study for the exam, that's not an excused absence. And I ask that you also let me know that they're trying to do this because we've talked about it with them repeatedly. And again, I just want you to know that's not an excused absence. Um, before we go further, we can do the uh, session objectives. These are the things that you'll see in skills eval. Um, oh, and even before that, I just want to do the disclaimer. So the views and opinions, they're my own. Um, they no way reflect the views and opinions of the TCU and UNT Health Science Center School of Medicine. So getting to it, what are you going to see in skills eval? Hopefully your students already know what they're focusing on. Um, but number one, um, and your students get these texts too as well. So um, they see they have this thing called Canvas, which is their learning management system, and they have uh, a description of the session, and they have these objectives. And so, number one, uh, they're going to demonstrate open-ended communication skills to set the stage, elicit the chief concern, set the agenda, and learn the symptom story. So again, we're just taking a slow ride through subjective skills using Smith's patient-centered interviewing. Um, number two, they're going to document, here it is, writing, they're going to document the chief concern, uh, begin the history of present illness and vitals for at least one patient, a clinical note, per se protocol. And, you know, I hope they get to write when they're with you. So as you huddle, I'm really prompting them to um, ask you those those huddle questions, you know, what are your preferences for documentation? Do you prefer that I document in the EMR or on paper? Um, I would love for them to have the opportunity. They see someone, they talk to someone, and then they can sit down and write it down. And if they don't have time to do it with you, then I've also just asked them, write it down at home. But I want them to start getting comfortable um, uh, doing the skills, doing the skill of writing, because I think it helps a lot with organization. And then, of course, you know, it'd be great if you reviewed that note. Finally, number three, I want them to discuss strategies to facilitate continuity with a panel patient with your preceptor. And I'll get to panel patient information in just a second. So, you know, again, um, Smith's patient-centered interviewing is the text of choice. And um, in clinical skills, they, I think they've gotten through like they, you know, now they're kind of in the middle of the interview where they're learning how to to further further refine um, the information about the concerns, so those cardinal features, those OPQRST things. I think they've done that. Um, but to today, since we're we're kind of talking about continuity, if your student goes there, great. You know, the more 
opportunity to do those things are better. Um, but, uh, you know, again, they don't have to get through that. Um, I, I wanted to talk just a, a little bit about panel. If you are a veteran LAC1 preceptor, then you know the deal about panel. Inevitably, I start saying panel and enrollment and people get stressed. But I just, for you preceptors, the bottom line up front is that this is not your deal. This is the student's deal and you help them coach, you know, you support them in trying to understand, you know, how to facilitate continuity. So um, it's not up to you to choose the panel patient for the student. In fact, I think it's a negative, um, um, it's a negative, uh, it's, it's a demotivator. If you're just picking the panel patient and telling the student, here you go, I think it's demotivating for the student. So it's not up to you to choose a panel patient. You don't have to enroll anybody in any special way. There's no form anybody has to sign. You don't sign them for Google Voice. This stuff is up to the student and there's a guideline. The student has access to it. I didn't even include it on the email because it's really, you know, it's not likely you're gonna open it up and read it. But if you did, it's not your responsibility. Just know it's very, it's very low stakes, you know, one patient, if they want to do more, great. I'd like them to have this enrollment conversation. And again, enrollment in this com context just means the students selected someone and then they've had a conversation either in the clinic or they've reached out to the patient by phone saying, hey, patient, um, I was wondering, I'm a medical student, I was wondering if I could follow you if we could try to arrange for you to return to see Dr. X when I come back. And I'd like to learn from you. And um, if you have uh, things that are happening outside of Dr. X's office, I'd like to potentially come as an invited guest to those things. Um, and then um, here's my Google voice number because we don't want students giving out personal cell numbers and stuff. Um, and then you know, there is some information about, uh, it's called a patient uh, panel information. And it's again, a piece of paper. Nobody has to sign anything. They don't have to turn anything in. I check in on this, um, this requirement of um, trying to get a panel patient. It's technically due at the end of January, although it's never too early to start reaching out and trying to do this. But really, by the end of January, I hope they've, they've, they've done this. They've selected someone. They've had the conversation. Uh, and then they go from there. Um, you know, continuity for all of us, it's, 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 pretty, um, it's pretty, it's part of our, I think, primary care DNA. Um, we do this all the time. We know how to facilitate it. We know the value of it. And, and then I think this is where we really shine. You know, I have a third-year student now. They've been with me since the beginning. And it's, it's really great to see how their role and engagement um, has evolved. This particular student was pretty fearful of contacting anybody by phone. And just this week, um, they happened to call three patients they were interested in. You know, one patient we saw together two weeks ago ended up having this interesting finding. I communicated with the student about it. They did like a lit search. They talked to me about it, and then they contacted the patient. And then another person, they're trying to connect with some services. Um, they called the family member and the patient, and they tried to coordinate some stuff there. And then there was another patient that they've been trying to, you know, get back in. So all, so this this was a huge evolution for this person. Was really reluctant to speak on the phone to anybody. Is now very comfortable doing that, and told me, 
you know, that they they really enjoy coming to clinic because of this continuity. Um, and, and that felt great. You know, that's, that's, I think, part of the deal here and why, uh, why we try so hard to do this um, and start this in the first year. Um, I tell you, I had, I checked in last year for last year's class and um, of 60 students, you know, roughly a little over half described to me like real continuity. So for some people it didn't work out and that that's fine. You know, I asked them if it didn't work out, why? And, you know, some of the stuff um, that I heard about uh, that happened in terms of um, maybe following the patient to another setting would be like um, some people uh, uh, went to the house when the visiting nurse was there and home services visited. And some people went to various specialty appointments like cardiology or a physical therapy appointment. Uh, my student uh, last year attended a colonoscopy for um um, their patient or, and then um, other people have done, you know, been around for some injections and stuff. Um, uh, another student went on home visits with their preceptor and had continuity there. And, you know, others rounded in the hospital with their patient, with their preceptor on patients they'd seen in clinic. So just a lot of different opportunities, even in COVID times, stuff like that happened. So, um, you know, uh, I'd ha be happy to field other questions, but it's not an impossible thing, you know, for a first year learner and they get a lot out of it when it, when it does, when they do connect, you know, and they feel like they're a member of the care team. Um, it's, it's, it's really great to hear about. Um, uh, I'd say the trend was for students, um, um, you know, that waited for panel patients to contact them. Um, it was very likely that no continuity happened. So, you know, they told them, Hey, I want to follow you. Um, it'd be great if you could come back. And then they did, they didn't really, do anything else to, to facilitate um, that continuity happening, like, you know, making sure the patient's appointment fell on the day that they were back, um, talking with your team about scheduling an appointment, all that stuff. Well, then, you know, little in, little out, no, no continuity happened. And then there were, you know, also some people who just um, didn't think to go and try to find another patient, which is a little disheartening, but very possible. So that's where you come in as a coach, you know, just there will be, um, uh, skills or session objectives that'll that'll really try to also nudge this, you know, review your panel patients problem list or update um, or, you know, talk, look at uh, health maintenance and see what your panel patient needs. So I'm hoping um, that, you know, it continues to increase in terms of engagement um, with continuity. I'd say, you know, 50% sounds, sounds pretty right. You know, the first year we did this course, we got cut off kind of just a little over halfway. And I'd say things were starting to pick up. So, uh, you know, by the end of the year for this also abbreviated course last year, you know, I, I feel like, okay. And again, I think they're getting the message. It, it humanizes the, the patient when, you know, they follow them across settings, they see them over time. It's not just kind of a one and done deal. So, um, thank you, you know, if you are a veteran and believe in this for, for making it happen. Um, I think that's about it. Um, the, the optional pre-work or, you know, pre-work for students, but optional for you, I just want to highlight, um, there's a wonderful essay, short story called The Pain Scale by Eula Bliss. Um, I love this story. And again, you know, thinking about context and uh, stuff. Um, um, I, th I thought it was just a pretty great piece of writing, so I really recommend it. Um, and I think that's about it, everyone. I just want to say bye-bye to Whitney Lefevre, our clerkship director. Um, she's leaving. I'll miss her. Um, 
and uh, just want to send that out into the universe, good vibes and everything for you guys. And uh, that's it. Thank you very much um, for all your support. And uh, we'll talk soon. Bye.